most people don't go into marriages with that mindset in place. They don't understand the power of vows. They don't understand the powers of covenants. They don't understand um, the deeper meaning of marriage. It is a business relationship. It is contractual. It is a quid pro quo. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what's the main reason someone has an affair? Yeah, big question, easy answer. Mm. You ready for it? Yep. All right, let's get started. Hello, hello, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Here's the question, my love. Mm-hmm. What is the question of the day? Um, <laughs> what do you think causes a spouse to cheat? Another question on a forum, mm-hmm. marriage forum that I've been reading through. And this question comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. But what are the things that cause a husband or a wife to cheat on their spouse? You want my first yeah. gut reaction? Yeah. Selfishness? What do you mean? Uh, because regardless of what's going on in the marriage, you you make a choice when you have a an affair, when you have a relationship with someone outside of your marriage. That's a choice that you're making, and it's usually because you want what you want, and you want to be happy, and... Uh, it comes out of selfishness. Now, I, I think I don't think that people are, would necessarily say that is the top layer of feeling. Uh, ooh, I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to do this. It's going to be I'm hurt. I'm lonely. I'm sad. I'm. But it's out of selfishness that you're getting those things. Yeah. That well, you're trying to to replace those things with someone outside of your marriage. A lot of people try to blame the circumstances like they're out of, like it's out of their control. Mm -hmm. I'm lonely. Therefore my only course of action is to find comfort or solace in someone else. I am mad. I'm disappointed. I'm unfulfilled. And my only course of action is to go find that in somebody else. And you're 100% correct. The reason that people cheat and have an affair is because of their lack of maturity in how to handle frustration, disappointment, pain, how to, how to find a healthy and appropriate way to deal with whatever pain they are sitting in. Mm-hmm. But that pain is going to be present no matter what. Right. The reality is, is you and I have been married for 30 years and you have caused me pain. I have caused you pain, lots of pain, but you did not choose to go have an affair with somebody else. I did not choose to go have an affair with anybody else because we dealt with our pain. We dealt with those issues in a healthy and appropriate, mature sort of way. So yeah, there is only one answer as to why someone has an affair. And your answer is 100% correct. They are selfish I think the hard part for people to hear that and the hard part for me to say it too, but I'm learning to um, just say the hard things so that I don't have to make everybody feel good. Except Um, me. Except for you, yeah. Um, The hard part is when you're in a marriage where someone is 
is treating you poorly. Legitimately Le- poorly. Yes. And and it doesn't it doesn't feel like a selfish act to want to have your needs met. No, it doesn't. And and I think that's where where it bumps up against people. Yeah, but yeah. my husband is doing this, 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 he's treating me horribly, yada yada yada. Yeah. And I I I deserve to have my needs met. Sure. I need to have my needs met. And Yes, of course you deserve to have your needs met. And yes, of course you should want to have your needs met. But having an affair outside of your marriage is not the answer to that. Or not the healthy way, the appropriate way. And it doesn't it doesn't solve the underlying issue. No, it never does. And you're kind of dancing around all of the edges you're dancing around all the edges of a mindset that a lot of people have in their marriage, which is this consumeristic mindset. You don't make me happy, just like my used car doesn't make me happy, and I can go and find something else. Something else outside of this relationship right. is going to make me happy. So I'm going to replace my car so I have a better car. I'm going to get a better job so I can make more money. I'm going to buy a new refrigerator, a better appliance, a better cell phone. It's a very consumeristic mentality, which is if I don't like what I have, I'm going to sell, trade, disregard, dispose of, and just buy the newest, latest model. Right. And that mentality cannot be applied to a marriage because that's not what a marriage is. A marriage is not a consumeristic experience. Marriage, if you understand it correctly, is a sacrificial covenant that you make to somebody. It isn't even contractual because contractual marriages are broken. Well, contractual relationships are, I will do this if you will do that. There is a quid pro quo. There is a tit for tat. There is an expectation that you will perform in some way and I will in turn deliver on this in an appropriate or reciprocal sort of way. And it is Mm -hmm. just contractual. And that is not even what marriage is based upon. Because if it is, now you're always constantly keeping score as to are you fulfilling your end of the contract? And if you aren't, then I don't have to fulfill my end of the contract. And they end up dissolving and falling apart and being miserable. Instead, marriage is supposed to be covenantal, which is I am going to treat you and love you and do things for you, not because of how you behave, but because of who I am. Right. Because of my integrity. It's based on your integrity. Because of my character. And I am going to treat you that way. And you're going to be in covenant with me and you're going to treat me the same way. That's why you have marriage vows. Mm-hmm. In a contract, you don't have a vow. You have an agreement. I vow to you that I will keep this contract and yes. I will. Yeah, you, you don't, don't do that. that. It's just an agreement. You make a vow and that, that carries a different level of weight, responsibility and power mm-hmm. than just a purely contractual marriage. Now, that is how marriage is supposed to be designed. Most people don't go into marriages with that with that um, mindset right. in place. They don't understand the power of vows. They don't understand the powers of covenants. They don't understand um, the deeper meaning of marriage. It is a 
a business relationship. Right. It is contractual. It is a quid pro quo. And that's why I think a lot of marriages end up struggling long term and deep down because that that model breaks down. The model itself, not maybe the individual, but just the model of marriage. Right. I would argue this is the primary reason why marriage is actually a secondary step in most relationships. What's the primary thing that most people do nowadays is what? Move in together. They cohabitate. Yeah. Because they are in that contractual mindset of, I am testing this out to see if this is going to work. But I'm going into this relationship not seeing what's going to be good, but what is there any, is there any deal breakers? Because I'm not I'm not willing to commit to it yet. I'm not it's willing. It's like you're leasing the relationship yeah. or something. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to commit to it yet because I don't want to get stuck in something that could bite me in the butt. Right. Do you hear the contractual mindset in that? And that causes all sorts of problems internally, interpersonally with our relationships because. That's not what marriage is built upon. You have married a flawed human being. And if we were acting contractually here, you should not stay married to me because <laughs> my goodness, I have I've broken so many promises or so many contractual obligations that it would be foolish for you to stay in a contract with me but you've chosen to sacrificially selflessly love me and forgiven me and helped redeem some of my right worser parts of my character and you've endured me becoming a better human being and a better husband so and, worth it and you are getting now after 30 years you're just finally starting to enjoy a 2.0 version of your husband, which is better than the 1.0, which is better than the beta version of the husband. <laughs> right? Yes. Definitely better than the beta version. But it's only because of a covenantal mindset that you endured all of those terrible years to have the better version as opposed to the contractual. And so this contractual mindset, this, this consumeristic mindset. Right leads to the affairs. I'm not happy. I'm not getting what I want. I am going to find something else that makes me happy. And I don't care how it affects you. Right. The The interesting thing, um, as you're saying those, um, and I guess I'm going to go back to what I was talking about earlier. I, f I feel like there's two sides to the coin on, on the I'm not happy I'm going to go find something else. There's the, what you sound like of bigger and better. Mm -hmm. I get tired of this, so I'm just going to throw it away and find mm -hmm. something else. You don't make me happy. Yeah. Um, which that is absolutely 100% selfish. Yes. That, I mean, that's just blatant selfishness. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the, there's the, my spouse is not behaving as a spouse should. I'm, yeah. and treating me poorly yeah. and, that, that flip side of the coin where you're really in a pretty rotten relationship yeah. where you are emotionally alone, physically alone, spiritually alone yeah. because your spouse is really yeah. needs to do their own work yeah. and is just a rotten person. And, but even still seeking out an extramarital affair relationship outside of the marriage, that's still selfish. But there's, I think there's a difference between the two. You can't really... I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but I feel like there, I, I just feel like there's some people who, 
just I want bigger and better. And then some people who are really hurting, I guess that's it. Well, let's come back to back to this concept of character and integrity. Just because you're married to someone who is behaving legitimately poorly does not give you permission. Right. To behave poorly or to break your vows or to not remain faithful. Now, you do need to do things to deal with that pain, but it never, ever makes a situation or a marriage better when one person's acting badly and the other person says, well, now I have permission to make bad decisions as well. Right. You'll never end up in a healthy place from that. Right. Even though it's understandable why someone would seek comfort, why someone would turn to someone else, all of those things. For sure. I will even put responsibility on the third person. So if I am now talking with somebody and they are sharing with me how bad their spouse is and they need comfort, they need connection in some way, but they're married to somebody else. I should not be putting myself in a place to offer comfort to that person and create that emotional bond with them. That's my responsibility as a third person, not even one of the people in the, in the relationship, but it's like that person's off limits. That person is not even available or um, a viable candidate for any type of relationship. That is just inappropriate completely. But so many people disregard that again, because they're in that consumer consumeristic mentality as well, which is here's a person that I'm connecting with. They're hurting. We're bonding over this. It actually gives something to me and something to them. And so maybe through magical thinking, we will have a better relationship than the one that they're having over there because they're, they're missing something, but we have the magic thing that's going to make it work really, really good. Right. That's an inappropriate mindset for somebody else to have right no matter uh who's kind of coming to them asking for help or guidance or in some way right so the reason why people have affairs is because they are not finding appropriate ways to deal with the pain that they are experiencing in whatever level of pain of, of their marriage right that's the that's the short answer of it and i know that that's going to potentially ruffle some feathers from people who are listening to this right now because they are going, yeah, but you don't know my situation. Right. And that's if you would have seen what I was in, then you would have given a different then answer. You would understand. Right. Yeah. And again, we understand that that's a lot of people's perspectives and if they want to start a podcast to kind of explain their position, they're welcome to do that. This is, but I think we land on this unapologetically that yeah. it's not a, yeah. at any time appropriate to have a an affair. Yeah, to have a relationship outside of yeah a, that type of a relationship outside of your marriage. Yep, because again we come from a faith basis. We're again we're unapologetic about that as well, and that's the reality of how we kind of view our marriage and how it's how we view the world. And and I am responsible not just to you, my love, but to my Creator and mm-hmm. act with an integrity. Um, so that I am not breaking my covenant or my vow to my God. And that says I'm going to treat my wife with honor and respect and fidelity. Right. I, I am accountable to him as well as to you. Yeah. So even if you're being terrible, I'm not off the hook for having good behavior. Right. 
I understand again, not everyone who listens to this podcast comes from that worldview and we, we totally understand that. But I would ask the question, how's it working for you? How's the consumeristic, the contractual mindset working in relationships for you? And let's just look at it on a practical level. Right. And if you want to dialogue around some of this, we're absolutely welcome to have conversations around some of this. Um, as long as we're kind and respectful to each other, let's, you can ask questions. We'll be glad to, to answer them. So yeah. if you have those questions, if you want to give some feedback on this one, you can write Shannon at <laughs> securemarriage.com. And I'll forward that right on over to Paul. <laughs> or you can email me, paul at securemarriage.com. And again, we're always welcome to have those emails come in and have conversations with folks. Yes, but yes, we are. In our attempt to help people um, understand maybe you've been cheated on and you're going, what did I do? What did I do? Why did I, what could I have done to stop this? The answer is nothing. The, right. the person chose to have that behavior. Make that choice. So you can kind of give yourself a break. Right. You can also take responsibility for things that you're doing that contribute to the pain in the relationship. Exactly. Not just the infidelity and the cheating. So yep. anyway, I think that's it. I think that's it too, except for that I'm just going to throw a little plug in here. No plugs. No, no commercials. Plugs, no Seriously, commercials. No, no commercials. Let's just okay. leave it on that one. All righty then. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. All right. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.